Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of the That Jersey Gamer podcast. I'm Dan Stransky. I'm a gamer, and I am from New Jersey. And it's been a while since I've done one of these. I was actually just thinking about them while I was eating lunch, and I was like, you know, it's been probably about 16 months since last time I did one of these. I think the last episode that I did was the Thanksgiving catch-up episode in November of 2018. So you're probably wondering uh, where the podcast went, why I stopped doing it. And, um, honestly, I got inside my own head a little bit too much. Same reason I stopped blogging, even though I built up a a, a great momentum doing that. Uh, Sometimes, you know, you'll get that thought in the back of your head that nobody likes what you're doing, nobody cares about what you're doing. And, you know, sometimes some people, and God help me, I love these people, they're just able to work right through it and keep going with what they're doing. Uh, But then there's people like me that when I have that thought, it gets inside of my head, I get ahead of myself, and then next thing you know, I'm just not doing it for months at a time, and that's something I'm trying very hard to break. I actually just recently started blogging again, uh, actually just within the last week, and then decided I want to bring the podcast back. Uh, Now, if you are a new listener, welcome. I hope you enjoy this. If you are a returning listener, thank you for still having me on your subscribe podcast list after all this time. That really means a lot to me. Uh, Basically, going forward, my plan is to try and do two of these podcasts a month. Some of them I'm going to be doing solo. Some of them I'm actually going to be doing with a friend. I have a co-worker who might record some with me. I have another friend who uh, has done some podcasting stuff who would like to come on and talk about some game-related stuff. So two episodes a month, sometimes with hosts, sometimes just me. Uh, Today's episode is going to be a Mario Day special, but I do have at least one non-Mario-related thing that I'd like to talk about for a minute or two before we really dive into the meat and potatoes of the episode, as it were. If this isn't your first rodeo, you know that I usually like to start off by talking about recent news stories, uh, but because I made this decision to bring the show back so recently, I didn't really have a chance to pull together a bunch of news stories, uh, but I do want to talk about something from Pokemon Day. Uh, I want to talk about Pokemon Mewtwo Strikes Back Evolution, the new uh, CGI animated remake of Pokemon, the first movie, and I just kind of want to share my thoughts on that a little bit. So honestly, after watching uh, Pokemon Mewtwo Strikes Back Evolution, uh, I gave it a 6 out of 10 for my review score, and I have a written review on my blog, thatjerseygamer.wordpress.com, that you'll be able to find linked in the show notes. But after watching it, while I didn't think it was terrible, I mean, it's done in the animation style of that Dragon Quest animated film that recently came to Netflix that's on my to-watch list, and by the time this episode goes live, I probably will have watched it. Uh, It's not a bad movie by any stretch. It's more... I don't understand the reason that this movie exists. Uh, One of my theories running into watching it was that maybe they were trying to tie it into Detective Pikachu, and that's why they did the new animation style. But then when I watched it, I realized, no, that's not what they're doing. This is literally just a remake of the first movie. And actually, they pulled some stuff that I really didn't like that they pulled from the original And it wasn't, like, any major scene or anything that got pulled. It was just dialogue that got removed or changed. Uh, 
music cues that are different. If you've seen Pokemon the first movie, you know that the end of that movie is an emotional roller coaster. I just rewatched it like two weeks ago, and I was crying. Uh, that, that movie hits me, and I came to realize when I was watching this that the music cues in the original film are what make the movie as emotional as it is. And I, I don't know if that makes sense to you if you haven't seen the original film, but if you watch the remake after having seen the original, you'll understand what I mean. Uh, in terms of the animation, it was hit or miss. The Pokemon themselves looked fantastic. The battles looked great. I didn't have any problem with that. It was people that this animation style doesn't do a lot of favors to, which makes me a little nervous about the Dragon Quest movie as a, as a little side note. Uh, but it's just some of the anime faces can look a little weird. Uh, I definitely remember that Brock had some very weird facial animations uh, in this style. I, I don't know. Uh, it looked very weird. And they did some uh, recasting of the voices because they're using the new voice actors, which, again, I find to be very hit or miss. Uh, the actress who's doing Ash, whose name does escape me at the moment, but she did fine. I liked her. Misty, eh. Brock was all right. Uh, Jesse was all right. James was so-so. Meowth was out there. I, I didn't like the, the voice of Meowth. I don't like... Uh, the new voice actor from Meowth. No offense to the voice actor of Meowth if you're listening to this, but I did not enjoy it uh, in terms of... It just... It felt like a bad impression of Meowth, but, I mean, I guess that's what remakes in 2020 are, bad impressions of the things we grew up with. Uh, if you want to read the full review, though, you can head on over to the blog, thatjerseygamer.wordpress.com, or check the show notes. I'm going to have the link there. And now that I've got that little... Pokemon aside out of the way, let's just jump into all of the Mario Day goodness, because Mario is a character that I love, and I am very excited to talk about him at length. So in honor of my Mario Day special, uh, I'm breaking up into two parts. The first part is just going to be me rambling about some of my favorite and least favorite Mario games, soundtracks, etc. And then for the second part, I just want to briefly touch on the Illumination Mario movie that's in the works and what I'm hoping they do with it. And actually, that's a topic that I did speak about very briefly in a previous episode as well. Uh, so I'm looking forward to revisiting that again since we still don't have an animated Mario movie yet. Uh, but in terms of the rambling part, which is what you're here for now, <laughs> of course, uh, my introduction to Mario first time I ever played Super Mario Brothers, I was probably two or three years old. I don't remember it vividly. I just have these stories that my mother told me. Uh, and the first game she ever had me play, not just first Mario game, but first video game, period, was Super Mario Brothers, the 1985 release for the Nintendo Entertainment System, before I was born, before I was even a twinkle in my mother's eye. Uh, she had bought a Nintendo Entertainment System. Because she had fallen in love with Mario games because her friend had the system and it just kind of spiraled from there. So when I came along in November of 92, there was already a Nintendo Entertainment System at the house. We didn't have the Super Nintendo. We did not. So my experiences with Mario went from the Nintendo Entertainment System to the N64. I did not experience Super Mario World for the first time. 
until I had a Game Boy Advance, and that was the first game I had for the Game Boy Advance, was the Game Boy Advance port of uh, Super Mario... No, I lied, I'm wrong. My mother had that one. I had the one that was Super Mario Brothers 2 for the Game Boy. Uh, but the original Super Mario Brothers, it is a certifiable classic. Uh, you can find all kinds of new levels people have made for it now in the form of Super Mario Maker 2 on the Nintendo Switch. There was a great community making levels on the uh, Wii U for Super Mario Maker 1. There have been numerous ROM hacks over the years. This is a game that has stuck in the public conscious and is still loved uh, to this day. Uh, it's not necessarily the greatest game ever made. It's very simple. It's a product of its time, but it is the game that saved the American video game market. One of the best-selling games of all time because it was packed in with a very high selling system and in general it is just a lot of fun to go back and play it's something i really enjoy super mario 64 was the n I, I don't want to say it was the next mario game i played because i played all three of the nes ones but then because i didn't really experience the super nintendo i always consider the next big jump i made with mario to be super mario 64 for the nintendo 64 which is actually my favorite mario game of all time and it is definitely one of my top 10 favorite games might even make it on the top five list and i just remember uh the first time i played that i was just blown away by the fact that it was 3d you could control mario in any direction uh the worlds looked beautiful for the time and it was that game was just something else in fact I remember there was one night I had been playing the game, I went to bed, I had school the next day, and my parents stayed up a little later playing it. And they wound up in the room with the uh, Princess Peach stained glass where you go through the one and you go to the slide. And it's not very obvious uh, the first time you get into that room. Now we look at it like, oh yeah, of course. But back then it wasn't so obvious. And I'll never forget, my mother wakes me up the next morning uh, to get ready for school, and she's like, oh, by the way, I need to show you what we discovered last night in Mario 64. <laughs> my mother still games to this day. She's actually going to be getting Animal Crossing when it comes out uh, on March 20th, and as am I. Uh, she still plays. My father doesn't really play games, but together they had fun with it back in the 90s. In terms of my least favorite Mario game... That's got to be Super Mario Brothers 2, and I want to be clear here. It is my least favorite Mario game. It is not by any means a game that I hate or have a huge disdain for. It's just, that game has quite a history. And I'm going to put a link in the show notes to uh, an episode of The Gaming Historian, where he talks about at length the whole history of Super Mario Brothers 2, but I'm going to give you an abbreviated version here. Long story short. Super Mario Bros. 2 in Japan was much like the first game. Same graphic style, same layout, just harder, new power-ups, etc. It was decided that the game was too difficult for American audiences. So instead of toning it down and putting it out here, they decided to take a totally different game called Doki Doki Panic and release it here in America instead. Now, I understand that this is important to the history of Mario because there are some aspects of this game that have stuck today. Uh, Birdo is part of the Mario franchise because of this moment. Um, the, the shy guys that have like the 
bullet masks that shoot the bullet. They're part of it because of Super Mario Brothers. In fact, I think even Shy Guy is part of the Mario canon because of Super Mario Brothers too. But don't quote me on that last part because I don't remember for sure. But the point is that that change was kind of important in terms of uh, developing the franchise. But here's where I start to have a problem. So we got two different Super Mario Brothers 2s, depending on if you're in America or Japan. The reskin of Doki Doki Panic that we got here, then turned around and got ported to Japan under the name Super Mario USA. So now the Japanese are going to think that us Americans are idiots who can't play a video game correctly. <laughs> so we needed something totally different, mate. I've played uh, the original Super Mario Brothers 2. It's actually on Switch Online now. It's called Super Mario Brothers The Lost Levels. It's alright. It is hard. I can understand why they didn't put it here in the 90s. But in terms of Mario games, like if I had to rank my favorite Mario games, it's like Super Mario Brothers 3 and Super Mario 64. They're like right there competing for that top spot. Um, but I think that Super Mario 64 edges it out just a little bit just because of the fact that it is more open and you don't need to uh, follow a specific path necessarily. I mean, yes, Mario Brothers 3 has the, um, the, the warp whistle so that you can kind of go off the path a little bit. But in Mario 64, if you know what you're doing, you can kind of go knock out stars out of order, kind of. So that's why that one does win. But it's, you know, Mario 64, Mario 3, Super Mario Brothers... Mario, I mean, Mario Brothers 2, in the grand scheme of things, is bumped very low on that list. But instead of complaining about things I don't like, I do want to talk about something else I do like, and that is my favorite Mario soundtrack. Super Mario Odyssey, I'm sorry, I have to. Uh, that soundtrack just has such a wide, eclectic range. It is beautiful to listen to. I mean, Girlfriend Reviews uh, on YouTube did a great job at explaining how it sounds like Tim Burton at his best and how it sounds like Surf Rock at its best. It's just, it's got all these different styles that come together so beautifully. And then it's got the 8-bit versions of the songs. I, I love that soundtrack. And honestly, I love Super Mario Odyssey too. I mean, that game is just, that, that might... If a game had to compete with Super Mario 64 to edge it off of that top spot for favorite 3D Mario game and possibly favorite Mario game, Odyssey is the one that I think would come the closest. Uh, but I don't think I'm quite there just yet. Uh, and now, before I move on to the uh, movie speculation, I am just curious, you know, what are some of your guys' favorite uh Mario games or Mario soundtracks or least favorite games or even Mario games that aren't necessarily... Mario games, like maybe Mario Kart's your favorite Mario game, and that's okay. That's fine. Mario Kart's beautiful. I love Mario Kart 8 uh, Deluxe on the Nintendo Switch. That game, I spend so much time playing that. Uh, but I'm, yeah, I'm curious. Uh, hit me up on Twitter, twitter.com slash danstransky, or leave a voice message for the show because I do plan on playing the voice messages that I get through the Anchor platform, anchor.fm slash thatjerseygamer. Uh, you know, if you leave a message through there, I'll play it on the show. I'll respond to it. I have no problem with that uh, whatsoever. Uh, so yeah, without further ado, let's jump into the Mario movie speculation portion of the show. So since we heard that Illumination 
is making a Super Mario Brothers movie. We haven't heard anything about it. We haven't heard casting. We haven't heard about the plot. All, all we've really heard is that Nintendo is being very involved in the creation of the film, which I'm hoping will mean it's very faithful to the source. And I, we actually have seen Shigeru Miyamoto say that he wishes Nintendo could be a company more like Disney. Uh, so I've got my fingers crossed this movie's going to be good. But in terms of casting, I mean, how do you cast a Mario movie? It's going to be animated, so we can obviously expect that the characters are hopefully going to look like they do in the games. None of that Super Mario Brothers movie, Businessman Koopa, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but I mean, how, how do you really do that? I mean, my biggest sticking point on the Mario movie, I think, is going to be the casting. Charles Martinet has been the voice of Mario literally since the Nintendo 64, and I think even slightly prior to that, because I think there was some technology they were demoing before Super Mario 64 came out, where he, he's talked about it before, where he was in like a, a harness that could track his motions, and you know, he, he could interact with people as Mario. So if you don't have him voice Mario, that movie's going to be a no-go for me, right, 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 right from there. Uh, I'm I'm not going to see it because he is Mario, and if you, you know, if you pull like a Warner Brothers where you're like, okay, we're going to do a movie of these animated characters, but we're going to recast them because it's cool. No, you're 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 going to push a lot of people away pretty quickly doing that. And then if you do have him voicing Mario, he needs to voice Luigi. He needs to voice Wario. He needs to voice Waluigi. Ideally, I'd like to see Princess Peach also voiced by her traditional voice actress but the problem is there needs to be somewhere especially with illumination that you can throw in celebrity voices so i'm wondering if maybe bowser maybe gets a celebrity voice i don't know who they would put as bowser but maybe they put a celebrity voice in as bowser obviously koopas and goombas and bombs they're all going to be able to speak toad's going to speak so maybe uh you know, maybe pull some celebrities to throw in there into those roles. Uh, but keep the the same voice actor for at least Mario and all of Charles Martinet's characters. And then for Peach and maybe even Daisy. Uh, but then outside of that, maybe, you know, use the celebrity power to fill in all those other voices. And I'm sure there's going to be original characters thrown in. Uh, but we don't even know what this plot's going to be. Uh, what I will say is that I really hope that this plot stays within the Mushroom Kingdom the actual Mushroom Kingdom. Uh, I hope they don't go the Super Mario Bros. the movie route. Uh, that was the Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo and Dennis Hopper movie from 1990-something, 91, 90, 92, 89. I forget the exact year. Uh, the movie's just not very good, but it does have a cult following for some strange reason, which I don't understand because it's a very, very bizarre movie. Like... I've read that Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo were high the entire making of the movie, and I can almost believe it, but then I also feel like they probably didn't know a lot about the video games either when they were doing it, so maybe that kind of just split the difference for them. Uh, I did see the, the Sonic movie recently, and that was very well done. I really enjoyed that. Uh, that one fell into the tropes of, obviously, bringing a video game character into the real world and having to pull off a road trip and all this other fun stuff. Uh, so it wasn't a perfect movie, but it was still very well done for what it was. Considering how bad video game movies tend to be, 
Sonic the Hedgehog was up there as one of the best, and they're definitely setting up for some quality sequels, or at least a quality sequel. So I'm hoping that when Nintendo uh, does the Mario movie with Illumination, that they try and take it a little bit in, in, in the traditional direction, you know, keep it in the Mushroom Kingdom, don't do the live-action animation hybrid, you know, don't make the Mushroom Kingdom this uh, gritty New York underbelly you know, level 13, 13, Coruscant underbelly crap. Don't do that. You know, keep it traditional. Keep it fun. Keep it light. Keep it colorful. I mean, we've seen that Mario can work outside of just Mario. I mean, Mario Rabbids, uh, Kingdom Battle for the Nintendo Switch. That game takes the Rabbids, Mario characters, mashes them together in the Mushroom Kingdom. It is beautiful. It is well done. That is the kind of spirit I want to see in this Illumination movie. This is the company that does Despicable Me, that does Minions, uh, the company that does Secret Life of Pets. They do these types of movies, so I believe that they can pull this one off as long as Nintendo keeps their expectations realistic. And what, what do you all think uh, this Mario movie is going to be like? What would you like to see the plot be? Or, you know, what would you like to see in the movie? Or, or casting-wise, who would you like to see? Please reach out, Twitter, voice message, let me know. I'll put them here in the show. So that pretty much wraps it up for the Mario portion of the Mario Day special. I hope everybody had a great Mario Day, and I hope you played a lot of Mario games. Uh, for the last two little bits of the show, I just want to go over what I've been playing lately and then do my little ending. Uh, and honestly, I haven't been playing a lot. Uh, I've been busy. Work's been busy. Uh, I've been working on the blog. I've been tired when I get off work. I've been sleeping a lot. Uh, so honestly, the only gaming I've really done has been mobile gaming, uh, spread out between my iPad and my Pixel 3 XL. Uh, in terms of the iPad, I've mostly, when I've been playing something there, I've been playing either a little bit of Pinball Wizard which is on Apple Arcade, or You Are the Rank, which is another Apple Arcade game that's a really fun hockey game. I'm not a big sports guy, but this one's really out there, and I'm really enjoying it. And then in terms of what I've been playing on my phone, uh, honestly, again, I haven't been playing a lot, uh, but I've been playing Dragalia Lost. I got back into that after a long time away from it. I think I may have accidentally severely overleveled a character last night, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, I was playing some Sonic Forces for the first time, the the mobile one, because uh, I found out that you could unlock Teen Sonic from the movie, so I've kind of been pounding that out. Uh, I've been playing some Disney Emoji Blitz, which, even though the game is monetized a little rough, it's fun for a, a quick little playthrough. If you have five minutes you need to kill, you know, go and do a few challenges. And other than that, I don't think, looking at my phone here, there's anything else that I've been heavily playing. I've been in Gears Pop a bit, playing that again. Got back into that recently. Just got back into Mario Kart Tour. Uh, I do Subway Surfer. I try and get the um, the daily challenges done for that one. And then from Play Pass, which I have, I've actually... Lately, I've been playing a lot of this game, Two Eyes, which is a nonograms game, or Picross-style game. And I've been having some fun with Golf Peaks, but it's a little too puzzly for me to play regularly. Uh, hopefully, at the end of the next episode, I'll be able to say that I've been playing a lot because I have some games in my backlog that I'd like to finish. And of course, next time I record, I'll be on vacation, so I'll be playing Animal Crossing and Doom Eternal out the wazoo. Uh, so that basically wraps it up for this episode of That Jersey Gamer. 
Uh, I want to thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. It means a lot. If you want to subscribe to the podcast, we're available on all your favorite podcast apps, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, Pocket Casts, you know, wherever podcasts are heard, you can probably find us. And if you're looking for a centralized hub to go from there, anchor.fm slash thatjerseygamer. And that'll point you exactly where you need to go. Or if you go to thatjerseygamer.wordpress.com, there is a podcast page now on the blog. And I have an RSS feed with some of the recent episodes. So you can also listen there as well if you just want to listen in your browser. Uh, You know, if you do subscribe on a podcast platform, please rate us. Leave us. Rate me. Leave comments for me. Please. I appreciate it. If you leave voice messages through Anchor, I'm going to read them back on, or I'll play them back on the show. If you tweet me, I'm going to read your tweets on the show. Uh, you know, if you want to email me anything, you can email me at thatjerseygamer@gmail.com. Uh, you know, if you have an email, just tell me, hey, here's an email for you to read on the show. Uh, but generally, email is not what I'm getting sent from people in 2020. Uh, but yeah, I appreciate that. And if you want to find me on social media, twitter.com slash danstransky. On Instagram, I am thatjerseygamer. And of course, the blog is thatjerseygamer.wordpress.com. Until next time, this is Dan, signing off.